We're back. It's Engage Magazine on American Family Radio. And thank you so much for listening to Engage Magazine on American Family Radio. We're so excited to have in the first segment and also in the second segment, uh, researcher and writer Cecil Price, who's written just an excellent book on the, the uniqueness of Christ and the 18 distinctives. And he was going through those distinctives uh, right before he got to the break. What are some more distinctives of Jesus Christ? We talked about how he claimed to be, to, not only did he show miraculous miracles to back up what he was saying, but he claimed to be God in uh, John ten thirty. What are some more uniquenesses of Christ as we uh, look, to, look toward Resurrection Sunday? As we look at the Bible in the Old Testament, the Jews were looking forward to their Messiah. And Jesus fulfills the, the Old Testament prophecies regarding the Messiah. In fact, uh, many people may not realize it, but every time you say the, uh, the, 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 uh, the words together, Jesus Christ, you're saying Jesus is the Messiah. Hmm. So not only through Jesus' words did he claim to be the Messiah, but also through his works. He, uh, he restored uh, eyesight to blind people. It was, it was unheard of for, for lepers to be healed. Jesus healed lepers. And he even brought a man back from the dead, Lazarus. So again, anything he said, he backed it up through his uh, signs and wonders and miracles. Yes, and now we were looking around the room and trying to say, we've, we've all got tons of questions here, and so we don't know where to go next. But one of the things that I was thinking about as I looked over the book is how you've made it uh, uh, good for Sunday school classes and you made it available in other forms and how appropriate it is and how easy it is to learn. Is it somewhat, is it fair to say it's kind of, it's not a catechism because you don't necessarily have fill in the blanks, but it is more of a study book, is it not? It's, it, I think it would be a study book for, for groups and also just for individuals. Uh, uh, millennials, again, they're, they're, they're curious, and so this book will, will help them build their own worldview uh, grounded on the Bible and the truth of the gospel. And uh, I, I encourage your, uh, your audience, if they haven't uh, seen uh, the new uh, Lee Strobel uh, movie, The Case for Christ, to see that. There's a quote in the, in the movie that says, the only way to truth is through facts. And we have historical documentation that Jesus did exist, and then we have just a treasure trove of uh, manuscripts in the New Testament uh, that, again, authenticate his life and also his teachings. So we, we are just overwhelmed with resources. There, there's, there's incredible resources available uh, for Christians now. So again, we, we need to take advantage of these resources and ground ourselves uh, in, in, in the faith of, of, the, uh, of, the, of uh, Christianity. And again, Christianity is not uh, a faith based on feelings. It's, mm-hmm. a, base, uh, it's a faith based on facts. Mm-hmm. And, and Jesus, again, backs up everything he says uh, through his works. We live kind of in a culture that says that all truth is relevant, what works for you is what's best for you, but then when you're confronted with the claims that Christ makes, uh, I think of what uh, Peter said in Acts 4.12, there's no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. Uh, How do they react typically when they're presented with all of this evidence and they find out, well, no, what's true is true. It's not just relevant to the individual. We, we all operate uh, with a certain measure of facts. I mean, wh- whether or not we believe 
uh, gravity is true or not, we are confined uh, to to that truth. We can jump off the, uh, of a building and we're still going to make make a splatter on the ground. So again, uh, millennials and, and and other people, we all uh, operate by truth every day, and and we do not uh, like for people to lie to us, even though people do lie. But the the thing about uh, Jesus is is his words can be investigated. In fact, I think I think God is pleased for us to investigate and examine the scriptures. In in the New Testament, there was a group of people called Bereans, Mm -hmm. and they checked out Paul, the Apostle Paul's words. And and I encourage you to do that with me, with with a a pastor, or any any author you read. Our standard is the Bible, and so check out anything we say with the Bible, and that's 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 our our rule of, of, of faith and practice is the scriptures. And because I believe in truth, I am not going to jump off a building and test what you just said. There, you, 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 you don't need to drink poison uh, to, to determine whether it's poison. Right. And 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 so again, there are certain things, and we we can definitely learn from uh, the, the experiences of other people. Absolutely, and 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 the teaching of Christ. You know, so many times in the in the New Testament, Paul reminds us of of our salvation and how we and in the state of our of our sin where we were before Christ and after his resurrection and faith in him where we are afterwards so it's that ongoing uh ongoing uh sign of growing in your faith and becoming sanctified now your book there's other similar books out there like this what would make it unique uh, one of the uh the unique factors of this book is, is it's it's bite excuse me it's bite sized chunks mm-hmm. and and some some books you're just overwhelmed with the content but this this book allows you to to work at your own pace again uh, if you want to read uh, a page at a time or go through several chapters it's it's very easy and uh, user friendly I, I I call it kind of a Jesus 101 book because because it gives an overview of his life but it allows you to go deeper if you'd like, by looking at the cross-references and, and other... Uh, I, I encourage people to get in, into the Bible itself. Mm. So again, uh, this book may have a few verses, but you may want to go to the Bible and read the whole chapter in context to get the fuller meaning of the, of the passage. You listen to Gage Magazine on American Family Radio. We have Cecil Price on the radio with us right now, and we're discussing his book, The Unique One, 18 Distinctives of Jesus Christ. And what are some things that you would hope? Well, let me first of all, let me say this. This book would be a great resource, not only for yourself to read, but also to give to someone who is like Jeremy mentioned earlier, uh, is maybe thinking that, you know, truth is relevant. You know, what's true for you, maybe not be true for me. And someone who's really struggling with, um, you know, we've got the right. We talked about this in, in last week's segment about the rise of the nuns in the millennial generation, people claiming of no religion. And so this would be a great resource to buy. I know Easter's tomorrow, so you're not going to be able to get it to him as an Easter gift. But don't don't let that stop you from purchasing one of his uh, Pastor Cecil's books, Unique. And we'll have a link, like I mentioned earlier, in our podcast page, and you can go there and purchase it. Don't let that just because Easter tomorrow. Don't let that keep you from getting you one of Amazon his books. Prime account, you can get <laughs> yeah, it quickly. There you go. Jordan knows all about his Amazon oh, yeah, Prime account. Definitely. That's where he gets his peeps. Is that right? Uh, no. no. Two, to three, two to three business days, free shipping on Jordan's peeps. That's right. <laughs> That's funny. Well, uh, I, I got a couple questions about the book left, but before we talk about those couple questions on the book, I want to take a side mm-hmm. track just a little bit since we're talking about Easter. What have you seen um, about Easter as it, you know, as the cultural celebrates it 
as, and then the church body of Christ said, well, everybody said, the differences and do you have any opinions on that? And could you give us any wisdom on that? You, you, you've probably heard the term that there's two things you can uh, depend on, the death and taxes. <laughs> I think there's a third thing you can depend on is around Christmas and Easter. Mm. Uh, the media uh, just delights to tweak our faith. Uh, they, they, they like to pull our chains. And so you, you can count on uh, unusual articles uh, questioning the resurrection around Easter, and also around Christmas, uh, they will come out with stories like uh, Jesus wasn't born of a virgin. So mm, they're yeah. trying to knock knock things out. But the the thing about uh, Easter is, is a lot of a lot of churches call it Resurrection Day, mm-hmm. and it it is a time of of celebration. It is a, a a time for us to to come together and 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 we have great opportunities because some people only come to church twice a year mm. on Christmas That's and Easter. True. So, so we as Christians, this is an opportunity to, to be obedient to Christ's command of making disciples. And in order to make a disciple, they must be converted or born again. So we can be testimonies to other people. And again, as, as uh, believers, our responsibility is not to share the entire Bible with unbelievers. Hmm. We're supposed to share the gospel. And then once someone does respond to the gospel and trust Christ as Savior, then we can introduce them and and become the uh, become more involved in the in the discipleship process. So uh, Easter is a great time to share your faith, uh, to invite relatives to church because they they might not come any other time. And usually, most ministers or pastors they have uh, a, an Easter a sermon uh, that's designed for unbelievers, and if they're faithful to to the faith they will also present the gospel message. Uh, evangelist uh, Larry Moyer with Evangel, uh, he has the gospel summarized in ten words. Christ died for our sins and rose from the dead. Mm. That's enough truth for someone to understand and become born again. And Jesus, uh, his desire is not uh, to make us smarter sinners. He wants <laughs> to be our Savior and also to transform our lives. Mm. Yeah, and that is the, the the core of the celebrations of both Christmas and Easter is really the gospel. Um, but when we when we encounter those times, when we look around the world around us, they're also celebrating Christmas and Easter, but in a very different way. Um, you see people who don't don't go to church, don't identify with Christianity at all, uh, using the symbols of Easter that um, are extra biblical, but there's still some symbols of Easter, such as the eggs and the 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 rabbit and and all of that. Um, so. Don't knock my peeps now. No, I'm just kidding. kidding. (laughs) Those are or the the, eggs, the the, chocolate. Yeah, we're we're going to refuse to talk about peeps. Yes, (laughs) now I'm hungry. Thanks, guys. (laughs) But but what what I'm saying is like there's a there is a cultural Christmas, a cultural Easter specifically for this uh, discussion. Um, Can Christians in good conscience? um, Are are we sacrificing the gospel um, if we partake in cultural Easter, or because you know? When Christ redeemed us, he redeemed our culture as well. Um, can we, in good conscience, engage with that? I think we're, 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 we're as uh, followers of Christ, we are look, looking for opportunities to share the gospel, and we're, we're seeking after common ground. Mm. So we can, we can use uh, secular or unchristian events to direct someone to the gospel. Mm. Uh, you, may, you may start a conversation out uh, talking about Easter eggs or Easter bunnies, and usually uh, it, it's sometimes difficult to turn a con- conversation to spiritual things. 
but around Christmas with Santa Claus and also Easter with the Easter bunny and Easter eggs, uh, that makes it even easier uh, mm. to, to build a bridge. We, we, we can talk about what they are doing or how they're celebrating and say, may I have just a few minutes to share how I, mm. I look at Easter and how I celebrate it and how it's really uh, one of the most meaningful uh, holidays in my life. So it, it allows us opportunities, and, and God gives us opportunities to, to share our faith, to share the gospel every day. Uh, sadly, we just don't take advantage of these opportunities. Mm. And uh, e- seek, seek, oh. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. No, but go ahead and finish your thought. Uh, uh, seek, uh, seek to have common ground, mm. and, 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 and any time there's, there's common ground over any holiday, uh, in fact, holiday originate, uh, uh, really originated from the word holy day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anytime we, we are celebrating a holiday, uh, that gives us common ground uh, to engage someone else. And usually if we're willing to listen to them, they're willing to listen to us. Uh, this is not original with me. You, you probably heard that for some reason God has given us two ears and one mouth, <laughs> and that, that gets our attention. We should listen, and, and God will give us opportunities uh, to uh, engage other people and also, based on, on their beliefs, uh, we can we can turn a conversation to to uh, spiritual matters, and again, unless they're hostile toward the gospel, uh, they will allow us to share what we believe about uh, Easter and Christmas. Mm. You know, we've talked about those twice a year people, the Easter Christmas people, and we 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 recognize them because they're the faces that we only see once a year. Uh, they stand out because their absence makes them stand out, but. How do we as Christians, I mean, I, I think we need to approach these people, obviously, and encourage them and exhort them to come back next Sunday. So how, how do we do that? How do we engage these once-a-year people who are sitting in our pews? Uh, we may know them from being in the community at large, but they're not in Christ's community. So how do we engage directly with them to exhort them to come back next week? I think one of the... the, uh, the major ways we can do that is extending hospitality. If, if you see a, a new person at church, invite them out to lunch or, or say, could we get together for coffee? And uh, relationships are very important to, to everyone. And another thing after we have met someone is to pray for them. Uh, Jesus mentioned in, in John, John 6, 44, uh, no man can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him and I will raise him up on the last day. That is a powerful principle to use in prayer. Uh, meet someone, uh, get their name, use their name in conversation, and invite them out either for coffee or uh, a meal. And afterwards, pray that uh, the Father will draw that person to themselves. We, we believe, uh, according to the Scripture, that the Holy Spirit convicts. And so our job in evangelism is really easy. We're the messengers. Speaking about messages, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and it is not of your own doing, but it is a gift from God. Until next week, keep sharing truth and applying scripture.